dictionary describes resilience as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, i.e. toughness. Hi, we're Zoe, Shayla, Matilda, and Ava. Welcome to Real Resilience Right Now. And in today's special episode, Resilience is Key, we're going to talk about what is resilience and why do we need to be resilient. So do you guys want to say anything? Yeah, I have a quick question. Why do students, or people in general, get upset when they get a bad grade rather than work harder? Feedback, more like. Yeah, so that's actually Martin Covington studied resilience um, for a while because he's a professor, and he wanted to study resilience in kids' bodies. And he found that um, a lot of kids link resilience to their self-worth. But I'm going to talk more about that, so... Now for Zoe talking deeper about resilience. So guys, so the first thing I want to talk about what right now is what the backstory of resilience is in kids' bodies and why it's so important. So Professor Martin Covington knows a lot about resilience since he studied it. He said that the fear of failure is directly linked to our self-worth, as I was stating, or the belief that you are valuable as a person. As a result, Covington found that kids put themselves through unbelievable psychological things in order to avoid failure and maintain the sense that they're worthy. Personally, that's really sad to me. I mean, everyone is worthy, and no one should think they aren't, right? Right. I'm worthy, man. I feel good at myself. Yeah, and that's how we should all wake up feeling. But sadly, that's not the case. Anyway, often students fall into these categories. Success-oriented students, overstrivers, failure-avoiding, and failure-accepting. I'm going to explain what those are. So success-oriented students are the kids that love learning just for the sake of learning and see failure as a way to improve their ability rather than a slight on their valuable as a human being. But these students, as research has found, also have parents who tend to praise success and rarely, if ever, reprimand failure. Overstrivers. These are the students are what Covington calls <coughs> closet achievers. They avoid failure by succeeding. Failure avoiding. As this one sounds, these are the students that rather than getting a, trying their best and trying to get a good grade, avoid it as a whole. Failure accepting. This is what we're all striving to be. Accepting failure, but not so much so that we always always just think we're failures. Some things that teachers can do is just emphasize effort over ability. A for effort is exactly this. Just try your best and that'll be enough. Now for Matilda and Shayla talking about how students go through the stages of resilience. So now we'll be diving deeper into feedback and how students receive it. Telling students to take advantage of the feedback they get isn't just good advice. It's proven to be science. When students get a bad grade on something they worked really hard on, they take it personally instead of rationally. Do you guys ever get like that? Yes. 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 I know I do. And it feels horrible, so we have to remember that it's just feedback. It will help us learn from our mistakes and grow. Students feel like mastering different areas before moving on, and it is super important to them. They feel like they have to be perfect, and then they, if they get a bad grade, they just get butt hurt. We feel stupid and ashamed. When this happens, we have to remember to just take a breath. Mistakes tell you where to focus 
your deliberate practice. At a high school in Chicago, students had to have a certain score to pass. If not able to get that score or higher, they will receive the grade, not yet. It gives you a learning curve, a path into the future. Carol Dweck is an inspirational speaker, and she gave a 10-year-old a test with feedback to see how he would respond. When students receive a grade not yet, they have more of an ability to seek out and persevere what they are doing. Rather than getting a bad grade, they feel like they can be exceptional in the next trial, or they have more of a chance or better growth mindset to complete the following task. Now for Ava, diving deeper into the not yet policy. Now let's talk a little bit about the success of the not yet policy. Students that hear not yet are doing better in life than those who hear receive an F on their page. It is instead of when people say not yet, but you can get there, you will have hope and have a better growth mindset. So why does that matter and why is that affecting our grades? Well, if you have a fixed mindset, then you will put yourself in a state of mind where you physically won't be able to do something. And if you have a growth mindset, then most likely you'll be able to do it. So Shayla, what is a fixed and growth mindset? Well, a fixed mindset is when you don't believe in yourself, so you, won't, you feel like you won't be able to get to what you're trying to achieve. But when you have a growth mindset, you're very inspired, and you feel like, I got this, and then you get it done. You pushing yourself out of your comfort zone makes your mind stronger and makes you smarter. So, when you do things that make you anxious, it will actually help get rid of your anxiety about whatever you get anxious about. When educators create growth mindset, equality happens. Now let me tell you about some recent successes using the not yet policy. A fourth grade class that was failing by the end of the year were at the top of the state. This is because they didn't give up. They used a growth mindset. A boy now puts in more effort in school and friendships and family connections because of Carol Dweck's writing. Once we know that abilities can grow, that we will succeed and grow. Have yet. Here's an ending quote from one of our favorite books, Fish in a Tree. So essentially what is happening right now is um, Allie, the main character, struggles with reading. And her teacher is away. And the only person that knows is her substitute teacher, Mr. Daniels. And Mr. Daniels thinks he can help, so he is essentially tutoring her and helping her learn to read. So this is what's happening, and we are hearing essentially her brain and her thoughts. Mr. Daniel reads. He points at each word as he reads. Never, never, never quit. So essentially, yet is like a word your teacher should use more often because it gives you the thought that you can try harder and redo it and that's what resilience and like is your teacher about. should say like you haven't gotten it yet. yet and there's why why is yet such a key word yet is such a key word because there's so much gray area in the word yet like you can try harder and proceed yeah it means that like even if you haven't gotten it yet you can still get to your point Again, we're your hosts, Zoe, Shayla, Matilda, and Ava. Thank you for listening to Resilience is Key, and that was why.